to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches and i'm czar so today's episode we're doing another answering biggest questions pc gamer edition now peaches i don't know if you remember but the catalyst for this episode was a passing conversation you and i had on a different episode you remember what that was yeah, you uh, you were saying that it's cheaper to game on console than it is on pc uh huh. And what was your reaction to that? I think you're full of shit. I disagree strongly. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. We had a combination of both me and Zars answers right there. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of what the catalyst for today's episode was. We wanted to discuss on some things about being a PC gamer versus being a console gamer. Now, it's important to note this is not a great debate. This is not a great debate. We're not arguing. There's no time limits. We're just having a nice civil, wonderful discussion with our friends. I was just going to suggest maybe we should put a time limit down because this is going to get heated AF. <laughs> I didn't I didn't really prepare like uh, any uh, arguments or, you know, documents or anything to get us ready. You know, so if this was a debate, I would, a. <laughs> I, yeah, if this was a debate, I would absolutely have uh, a lot more preparation done. But since we're just answering gaming's biggest questions... Nothing. Okay, but you know what? Zara actually does raise a good point. So I'll tell you what. We will limit the conversation on each one of these topics to 15 minutes. How does that sound? Is that fair? That sounds fair. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, we, we might end up taking less time than that because there's a very good chance we're going to end up agreeing to disagree. Dude, these always go down weird rabbit holes. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got three questions we're asking today. One, is it cheaper to game on console than on PC? Two, is it time for games to increase in price from $60? And three, should all multiplayer games be crossplay, including those on PC? We're going to get started with question number one. Is it cheaper to game on PC or console? Now, like we said, no debate, but Peaches, I do want you to have the first word. So go for it. All right. And I mean, JP kind of has said this before. Like it, it is essentially um, it's long run versus short run. All right. If you're if you're gaming on console, you know, you're you're just looking for, you know, I'm going to pay this money up front. You know, it's a, it's slightly lower than what the PC is. And, you know, I'll be able to just plug it in and play it and we're ready to go. Uh, whereas, like, if you get a game, if you decide to game on PC, you know, it's going to be you're going to have a higher upfront cost for sure. But the longevity of that PC is going to outlast what you're going to get from a console. And I mean, it's just if you can afford that upfront price, you're going to get more use out of it. You're going to get more bang for your buck. Peaches actually makes a good point. I think I might have to agree that it is cheaper to game on a PC because, yeah, he's right. It's a monumentous mountain of a cost up front. But 
when I'm thinking about how many Xboxes I have owned versus how long I'm going to make sure that my PC lives for. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I, I think I have bought well, like double the cost of my PC in Xboxes just to game all these years. And yeah, I get so many games for $5. I'll only buy a game if it's $5. <laughs> but how many Xboxes do you got to go through to hit those $5 prices? All right. So here is where I disagree. In my life, I've built about five PCs. So like, and not only have I built the PCs, I designed them too. So, you know, like I picked each individual part to put together something depending on who wanted it, how much money they had. But let's say somebody came up to me and they were like, JP, I just want to put together some type of gaming PC that can do the absolute bare minimum to get me into PC gaming. Do you think you could do that for me? I would say yes. And you know what I would probably ask them for? Five to six hundred dollars. I and I know that there's a lot of PC builders out there who claim you could build something cheaper than that for that. No, no, you cannot. Five to six hundred dollars is the cheapest I would be willing to go for a decent graphics card, for a decent CPU, going AMD over Intel, no question, and at least 16 gigabytes of RAM because every professional will agree that that is the bare minimum that you should have for gaming. That's not including a motherboard, that's not including a case, that's not including a power supply unit, or any of the extra stuff you may or may not want to do. That certainly doesn't include a hard drive. I could do all of that for a bare minimum of five to six hundred dollars. I, I just I feel like you're, if you're going a bare minimum of 16 gigs of RAM, that's that's not a bare minimum. I think the bare minimum is eight. I think 16 gigs is extra. And like my 16 gigs is well extra of what I need. Like eight gigs of RAM will do you fine. But that's, dude, a, that's a small I, point. You can continue. No, I, dude, I'm sorry, but I have to strongly disagree with that. With all that you would be putting in your random access memory for like the different like files needed to run. And it also depends on the kind of game. Like, uh, do you think you would be able to run Cyberpunk on eight gigabytes of RAM? No, have fun with Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and you're saying you're building a bare minimum PC, so your chances are you're not trying to run Cyberpunk super well but on a, a exactly. bare minimum PC. You're trying to run like your Minecrafts, your League of Legends, your WoWs. But shit, it'll play Roblox like a motherfucker. Like, you know, you're you're not you're making a bare minimum PC. You're not trying to get these top of the line games on there. You're trying to make a PC that's going to game right away for a, a low cost. Right, but that's my point, is that's for bare minimum. What if you did want to play Cyberpunk? Or, you know what, Cyberpunk's top of the barrel. Let's say you wanted to play Doom Eternal. Well, the first thing I would suggest is upping your graphics card game, which would probably put another $1 to $200, depending on what you wanted on that price tag, just to run that. You might need more than the bare minimum on CPU. CPUs are getting pretty good with value, especially with AMD. If you really wanted the full experience at that point, I would definitely say you needed 16 gigabytes of RAM. But the wonderful thing about PCs is you could still do that very low end PC and run Doom Eternal. You just have to run it at uglier graphics but and like lower frame point? rate resolutions. But then what's the but point? But you can still Wait, what do, do you mean? it. What do you mean what's the point? The point is gaming. The game doesn't have to look good. If, if I'm drawn to a game 
I'm not necessarily drawn to it because of how good it looks. I'm drawn to it because I like the gameplay. I like the story. I'm not drawn to it because it's got the like sparkliest graphics. No, like, if that was true, why would anyone play Undertale? Why would anyone play Minecraft? There's a lot of wiggle room in the processing power with PCs. And so you, you can right. run indie games to AAA titles, plus with more accessibility to those indie titles through a PC. But with the consoles, you got that one setting, and so you're fixed into what games are shoveled onto your plate. If you don't care about how the game looks, though, then why would you get a PC when you could spend less money getting a gaming console that would run the game at those higher graphics? Versatility! Longevity! You still can't play Cyberpunk on console, though. Okay, I'll give you that. You wouldn't (laughs) be able to do that on console, but you can be damn sure that Doom Eternal on that new PlayStation 5 Solid State Drive or the Xbox Series X is going to look way better because you have a well-integrated console than a gaming PC. Also, I think it would be fair to note that at this point in time... The average price of a PlayStation 5 is about a thousand dollars because <laughs> no, of accessibility. No, you cannot do that. You cannot include. You scalper. can though, because where else can you find PlayStations other than scalper? <laughs> you wait until it becomes available in the store where it's five hundred dollars. You can't throw scalper but they're prices not right at now. me. Yes, they are. If you can <laughs> get on the website quick enough. I mean, people like to throw scalper prices for these graphics cards at me all the time. Who's, Why can't you do it for consoles? Who's doing that? Who's throwing scalper prices for GPUs at you? Potato in my ass. Well, <laughs> wait, hold on. What? <laughs> Literally every everybody that's like that likes to shit on like don't get me wrong. There's a lot of elitism in PC gamers, like for sure. There is a lot of elitism. Um, but like anytime people are trying to shit on PC gaming, it's like, oh wow, yeah, it's so impressive that your three thousand dollar computer with your thousand five hundred dollar graphics card is able to run stuff really well i'm so impressed it's like like you're all the people are always talking about how expensive like these new nvidia graphic like this 3080s and 3090s they're always throwing these scalper prices at me when they're talking about how expensive it is to pc game and that's just not realistic for most pc gamers dude i don't know what to tell you about that i don't know who you're talking to about jeep i know what i can tell you this is just this is just internet forums like this this, it's constantly going on here's what i will tell you the 3070 that nvidia just dropped is 500 dollars, and that's one of the top of the line graphics card But that's just the thing. You don't need top of the line graphics. I know that I just gave you the bare minimum, but when you go for bare minimum, you sacrifice the longevity that you say is the advantage to PC gaming. No, you don't, because it's so easy to upgrade a PC if you so choose. What graphics card do you think I would put in a machine that's about $500 or less? Um, I would say probably one of the uh, like AMD, like uh, two nine, like R9 290. One of the Radeon cards? I think so. I think those are the cheaper ones. That's not the case anymore. You could definitely get one of the older Radeons for a little bit cheaper. But AMD, if there's one thing that they've proven with their CPUs and now their GPUs, it's that they're up to speed with Intel and that they're up to speed with NVIDIA. Those cards are not going to stay cheap anymore. And in fact, might in some cases be more expensive than NVIDIA. 
Should we factor in the cost of an operating system and like virus Thank security? You. I forgot the operating system, which, okay, to be fair. You, you don't need virus security. Windows Fire, Windows Defender will take care of you. What if I want to emulate the shit out of games on bad websites? <laughs> <laughs> I miss Flash Player. <laughs> I want to play Pokemon where all the Pokemon are very seductive and risque. Okay. If I were putting together a gaming PC, I would allocate most of that money to a GPU, at which case the most I'd be comfortable going with might be like some like a 1660 Ti or maybe a 2060 Super, since those aren't going for a lot of money right now either. Even then, though, like that's just not feasible and the longevity won't be there because if you go with a lower card, it's going to go out of style quicker. If you really wanted to future proof your PC, bare minimum, I would say is $800 bare. Yeah, but minimum. it's not like you can replace those kinds of components for cheaper prices in your console. Like you can't upgrade your graphics card down the road if you so choose to in a console. And also how many like I have had my current PC, I spent $1,300. On my PC, that's for everything. That's operating system. That's monitors. That's you know that that's the whole sh- the keyboard, mouse, everything. That's thirteen hundred dollars. This PC has lasted me since the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One, and now we're moving on to the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series S. Not to mention, if you uh, you're going to throw an operating system, I'm going to throw in how much you're paying to play online in these games. If you're like, what was it? Xbox One came out 2013 ish. Does that sound fair? Yeah, I'd say so. All right. You're paying 60 bucks a year for eight years to play online on Xbox. Quick math. That's about four hundred eighty dollars. And you spend about 16 to seventeen hundred dollars if you get the Xbox 360, the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X on launch. And so, yeah, you're already almost a two grand for three consoles where he only... Uh, if, if I'm not including, like, Xbox 360, we're still at about $1,000 just for the consoles. Okay, but, like, if I, that's if I were going bare minimum with the PC, though. Like, that, if for all your peripherals included, that's got to be a nine... 1300 for all of my stuff. How much was just the PC? I want to say my PC was, like, 800 Where'd you get it? Newegg. It was pre-built. Okay. A pre-built by who? Cyberpower. Oh, 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 Cyberpower. The company most notorious for cutting corners. I mean, I have zero problems with my PC right now. I have had to do nothing for eight years gaming on this bad boy. And probably not much ability to upgrade or like, you can replace components. Sure. Wait a minute. Didn't you replace a graphics card? No. My graphics card is the same shit. Eight years later? But even then, the expandability on those motherboards just usually aren't that great. Okay, so you just you spent $1,000 on a machine that you tell is telling me is going to last you for like 12 to 13 years of doing pretty average to maybe upper gameplay. Okay. But average? What do you mean I average? Said, I'm I running everything on high. I said average to upper. Because you are not about to tell me that that cyberpunk is running as well as it possibly could be with your CPU. It's not. It's not running on that ray tracing shit and all that. But it was running it on high. That's what I'm saying. It's like mid to upper, where like cyberpunk is the absolute high bar right now because of the crazy amount of stuff it makes your GPU do. I have a 2070 Super in my machine, and like even that wasn't. It started to get up to its limit from that game. 
But let's say you wanted to play the latest and greatest. I mean, Cyberpunk is nothing more than an outlier in this case, right? Because what you're going to have through the seven to year, eight year like lifespan of your console is going to be games that were integrated for those graphics and look as good as they could. That's part of the value of being a console gamer. It, it, it's almost always going to look worse on console than it is on PC. Like, that's just how it is. If a game is released for both console and PC, it's going to look better on PC. That's that's always how it works. And my, to answer your questions are, my Wii lasted 11 years and it's still going strong. Okay. Nintendo products cannot be considered because holy shit, those things will last for a thousand years. But I also have had three Xboxes and I've had two PlayStation 4s. One of them, the PlayStation 4s was not broken. I just wanted the upgrade. And you don't have to get the upgrade. But you don't have to upgrade your PC either. That's what I'm saying about PC also. Yeah, but the difference is with a console, the games are integrated for the console to make them work the way that they're supposed to. You're going to see like better decay over time on a gaming PC. That's just what happens with the hardware. And furthermore, we still haven't even talked yet about the peripherals that you have to buy. I would argue, I will make the argument that you more than likely already have a television in your home by the time you buy a console. So you should not include that cost. However, I would be willing to also say that you're going to have to buy several peripherals when you buy a gaming PC, a monitor, a keyboard, a mouse, maybe a headset, maybe a mic that adds up to like another $400. In what world? You can go budget with all of those things. Yeah, but look at all the dongles for the PlayStation. What do you need for a PlayStation? What no, do you need for a PlayStation? No, the PlayStation had so many more dongles. Like you got the VR. You don't you got need the a little- VR. Yeah, but it's it's an accessory. You don't even technically need a headset. You could buy a cheap set of speakers if you fucking wanted to. Fair enough, but you would still need a monitor, which usually runs a 50 to 200. You're saying you already have a TV. Chances are you already have a monitor because pretty much every home in America already has a PC and a monitor in it because you can't live without the Internet right now. I didn't have a monitor before I bought my PC. What am I going to do with a monitor with no PC? Yeah, but most TVs made between like 2007 to 2015 could duel as a monitor. Like they had the PC hookups in the back. Yeah, every every TV can hook up to a PC. Anybody who does anything with computers will tell you that hooking a PC up to a, a, a television just does not usually work as well with an integrated monitor, especially since AMD is using FreeSync in their computers now, which most monitors account for now. I think we're being arbitrary here, though, because like we're trying to go bare minimum But, like, we don't need all these dongles and, like, the TV versus monitor. I think that really is moot because you could theoretically get away with both if you're trying to cut costs. But if you're, that's my point. If you're trying to cut costs, why would you not just go with a gaming console? Because I don't want to pay $1,000 for a scalper's PlayStation. Oh, you cannot <laughs> include the scalper price. Just wait six months and you'll get it for $500. My argument always was it's you're getting more longevity out of a PC than you are a console. That's just how it is. That's that's what it has to come down to is how many Xboxes have I owned versus how many PCs have I owned and how which lives longer. Because... I can't buy new games for that Xbox 360, and soon I'm not even going to be able to buy games for my Xbox One. 
And so that forces me to upgrade. With a PC, you're not forced into upgrades. Like Peaches said, he's been gaming on the same setup for eight years and hasn't upgraded. Okay, so the Xbox One X came out, what, like uh, 2013 next to the PlayStation 4. So it's pretty standard practice for gaming consoles, whether that be Microsoft or Sony, to not actually end support for that console once the new one comes out for about two years, which means that you have had that console with games that it can play for up to nine years. And you got it for a less money than you did a gaming PC. I guarantee you buying a buying a PC at the bare minimum specs. The reason why I'm doing bare minimum, by the way, is to make it comparable to a gaming console is because the longevity I would estimate of that is probably going to be about five years, maybe four, depending on what it is that you put in that thing. In that span, there's still an extra generation. Like I still spent like nearly double on three generations of Xbox in the time that Peaches has still been gaming on the same PC. And again, not to mention you're paying for online already with these consoles. Like you're all you're already you're arguing all this cost that comes with PC. I'm saying you spend the upfront big cost, you get longevity out of it. That's the difference between them is there's an initial cost and then there's cost over time. So I it, this is really hard to say with one way or the other. I understand that, but like the what I'm trying to argue is that you guys are vastly underestimating that upfront cost. Especially when you take into consideration the value that you're getting. Where do you think you are going to be able to find any piece of technology with a solid state drive in it for $500 or less right now? You're certainly not putting that in the $500 gaming PC, I'll tell you that right now. Wish.com. No! (laughs) (laughs) If you bought that off of Wish.com, it'd be like a pigeon tape to like a hard disk drive or something. Man, this is the best game ever! (laughs) Oh no, it flew away! I know you don't need it, but if you're willing to compromise in in those regards where performance is what matters, you get more performance value per dollar in a console. Performance? What do you mean performance? SSDs have so little to do with performance. It's just low times. No, no, no. That, no. No, no, no. You better stop right there. We're not just talking. Back on track, boys. We're about at that 15 minute mark. I'll make one last statement. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. It has been tried and true that especially NVMe.2 solid state drives boast insane amounts of gaming performance compared to hard disk drives. That is just a blatantly wrong statement. I have both a solid state drive and a hard drive. There is no difference when I am gaming like on a game that's installed on the solid state versus a game that's installed on the hard drive. Makes no difference to me. That it's not even the point. You're you're. I don't understand how it's. This is even like a discussion. You're not getting longevity out of your PlayStations. You are getting longevity out of a PC. It doesn't matter if you upgrade or not. You, you're eventually going to have to upgrade that uh, that console to the next one. You're not going to have to upgrade your PC to the next one if you pay the upfront cost. If you're just trying to game in the short run, yeah, absolutely buy a console. But if you're looking for something that's going to last you a while. I don't see how you could go any other direction than PC. I disagree. <laughs> and I think we're out of time. I wish we had a t-shirt where you guys are just like cartoonally butting heads. Cause like, that's just what unfolded right here. <laughs> Me and JP are the, uh, the, the person yelling at the cat meme right now. <laughs> just going back and forth. 
No, I like the one better where, like, we're yelling at each other. Have you seen that cat that's, like, holding on to both of the people, like, yelling? Like, guys, get along! And then there's Zara over here. Live. Not a cat. I'm not a cat. <laughs> like, you immediately went on to Peach's side with that, so I felt like I was battling both of you there. Like, I could tell that you were trying to take a more nuanced approach, but still mostly agreed with the things that Peaches had to say. I started getting pissed off because I realized during the middle of that just how many Xboxes I have bought over Dude. the course of my gaming. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I went through three Xbox 360s. Shit, oh the my 360, God, yeah. that thing was notorious for breaking every other week. Dude, I had five PS2s. Those things, and I mean, I, I said on a previous episode that my Xbox 360s, you know, I, I think it red ringed a few times, so... Granted, I didn't have to pay for the replacement, so... Meanwhile, I've only owned one in 64, and it's still games to pristine <laughs> beauty to this day. And yet, here we are sending in our Joy-Cons. There was about a decade where my N64 didn't work. Turns out, there was a pebble lodged in the Switch to turn it on. Once I popped oh, well. the pebble out, <laughs> worked like a beauty. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Alright, uh, both of you, good points. You were right. Oh, dude, whatever. <laughs> no, I, like, I see where you're coming from, but I, I will not change my stance. <laughs> I'm not asking you to change your stance. I'm just saying there's a lot more going on here. Well, I'm really excited to hear everyone's take on this next question. So, Zar, you lead us off. Yeah. Do you think it's time for games to increase in price from $60? Me, personally, I freaking Hope not, because I remember <laughs> back in my day, games used to be $50. Oh, Jesus. And then they went up to $60, and I was really pissed off. Unfortunately, as much as I hope that games won't increase in price, we're about to see, like, a $15 price hike on minimum wage. That's going to cause inflation to go up all across the board, and with how much goes into games now like i think we're gonna see an increase to like 70 dollars per game it's just the tide of the times see and here's the thing uh, i actually don't think the 15 dollars minimum wage is what's gonna increase the price of games because ps5 has already been getting pretty cheeky with these 70 dollars games you know oh yeah they didn't hide that they didn't hide that at all but here's the thing though games have been 60 dollars since like the Xbox 360 launch, right? Like, well, didn't it boost up from that point to 49? To 59? no, I think because like in 64 games were like 40 dollars. I don't know how much PS1 games were, and then like the Xbox and PlayStation 2, those games started out at 50 dollars, 49.99. But towards the end of their life, like I remember getting Peter Jackson's King Kong for the Xbox original in that gap because the game was available for the Xbox original and the 360 it was $60 for both consoles at the time i just think that we we have enjoyed $60 games a long time like it it feels like it's been forever that we've been buying $60 games and it's true if i'm honestly i'm willing to pay an extra like 10 bucks for like AAA titles develop especially if it means that developers are you know not having to crunch like a million years every fucking game release 
Oh, yeah, I'd 100% agree with that. And I think I would be more okay with like a $10 price hike to make it $70 if there was less paid downloadable content. Yes. Available. Absolutely. They stopped making so much downloadable content to turn a $60 game into like $140. Okay, I'm going to make an interesting assertion here. So I don't know if you guys have noticed this trend of Xbox and PlayStation putting only out digital only editions of their consoles. Physical copies of games have one foot out the door already, and we're about to go strictly digital. Now, part of that $60 price tag, as well as every other price tag in the past, has been for manufacturing costs. And the reason why they kept those aligned with the costs of, like, buying it virtually is because then nobody would spend the extra money to go get the disc-only version of a game. I propose we need to keep it at $60 because we're about to stop seeing the manufacturing of physical games, making it all completely digital. No, that's bullshit. Manufacturing would not hike up that price so much because it it takes like 50 cents to print a game disc and like an additional 50 cents to make the plastic covering. And they don't even put big guidebooks in the beginning of the game anymore anyway. Like that, that little player manual is two pages. So the manufacturing <laughs> cost, they're only spending like a buck 50 so I guess I don't understand then why do you think it where do you think that justification and value is with 10 extra dollars? It's inflation, you know? Like they're going to have to spend a lot more money and a lot more resources within the company on developers, on assets, on servers. And much like a, the price of milk goes up, everything goes up. It's all just inter-influenced. It's not like they arbitrarily decided one day that, well, we got the next console generation out. Let's charge an additional $10 per game now. I think, I think it's just it. We've, uh, we've had $60 games for a while and like the inflation, I think would necessitate a uh, $70 like, uh, price hike. And with the fact that we're already seeing it, kind of is i think indicating that AAA games are about to stop being 60 dollars though i think that like we're still going to be seeing lots of indie games for cheaper than that um so it's i don't think it's the necessarily the biggest of deals but it is kind of sad to see you know i'm gonna have to get a little extra coin to buy these new games yeah but let's see less dlc then more content included in that's where you're lost is that you that no absolutely not you're not gonna see more dlc in these games if you're paying that extra price tag i think you will i don't think we're gonna see a lack of dlc dude i mean come to think of it it's amazing that games are as cheap as they are now if you really think about it with the development costs and the amount that's going into these games nowadays days i mean I don't know. Like, if you really honestly think about it, have you ever been scrolling? Have you ever finished a game like, let's say, I don't know, God of War or I don't know, some Xbox exclusive. I'm sure there's plenty of them. And you look at the <laughs> there are now. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you look at the list of people involved with the game and you're like, holy shit. That is a lot of people. Sound engineers, video engineers, producers, animators, the janitor. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> the janitor even made it into the credits. Honest to God, though. The developer pets make it into the credits. Dude, yeah. They get a dollar of your... <laughs> <They> get... <laughs> God damn it, Fluffy. 
Yeah, well, then there's also like QA testers, you know, there's there's the like the language people who like, you know, help like translate this game to other languages or, you know, do voice lines in other languages. There's, you know, like especially AAA titles, your chances are you're, you know, making that game in at least seven languages. Yeah. Okay. But the mirror image of this is film cinema. How much like Spider-Man Homecoming, when that dropped on physical copy, how much was that? Like $20, $30 for a DVD? Who's buying DVDs? Wait, which which Spider-Man are you talking? Like, are you talking like Tobey Maguire? Are you talking... I'm talking like Homecoming. Tom Holland. Homecoming, Into the Spider-Verse, whatever... So yeah, Tom the, Holland. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the new, new Spider-Mans were. Whenever they were released, like onto physical copy... Most people don't get physical copy, but like it's still going to be that 20 to 30 dollars to either download it or buy a DVD of it. Same amount of people were working on this project and like possibly even millions upon millions of more dollars go into making the movie and you're still paying like a fraction of the cost that you would for a video game. The, the reason why I don't think that's a fair comparison is because you can expect a lot more pers- people to go see your movie than you can expect people to go buy your game. Unless it's a huge, outrageously good game. Right. Well, here's the thing, like, especially because movies kind of have like they get to have two lives, essentially. You know, they get to they get their life in the movie theater where, you know, uh, what Avengers just made a billion dollars box office or just but like, what was it like two billion I don't even know an ungodly amount of money, but yeah, they it made yeah it made two billion box office, and that's not going to happen for every movie, obviously. But you know, they they get that box office money, and that uh, and then they also get like DVD money. They get money from like these streaming platforms that they put their you know they put their stuff on. They you know there's there's all sorts of different avenues. Yeah, but Xbox has that exact same thing with Game Pass. It's like a subscription base where you get those random games every now and then that are like blockbuster. You'd have to go see this in theater. I don't think it necessarily equates the same way just because like, um, I don't know, you, you see a movie in the, like at the movie theater. That's one thing. And then you get to take it home on the DVD. That's another like you, you sell a game essentially one time, right? Chances are you're not selling the game multiple times, whereas like with a movie... May I introduce you to Nintendo? Because I have bought many of their games multiple times. <laughs> okay, I own four copies of every Borderlands game for a different console. <laughs> That's your fault. That is 100% your fault. <laughs> no, JP, it's your fault because you should have got in on that. I don't know how many more Get times it for I the Switch. No! You buy it for... Wait a minute. Why don't we just play it on Xbox? Why don't we just play it on... Because Zach doesn't have an Xbox. <laughs> why don't you just play it on PC? Oh, yeah. Why don't we play it on PC? Because I don't own it for PC yet. You just said you own it for everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From 360 to Xbox One and Switch. Oh, my God. You bought it for the Switch before you bought it for PC? Yeah. <laughs> Zach wanted to play, and it was on sale. Did he play? Yeah. We played, like, three times. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyways, back to the point. I think that you know, movies have more avenues to make make money multiple times, whereas games, it's like chances are you're buying the game one time and like that's that. Um, and 
I think the the uh, streaming like streaming things are more lucrative for movies and television than they are for games. And then going back to games, you also have to take into account that like so much more is going into making these games now. You know, like you can see things like that. Like I don't know, take Spider Man Miles Morales for example. A lot of the things that they're adding when they boost that price up ten dollars is going to be the way the game looks, the way the game plays, and most of all, making sure that it integrates well with the new technology of these consoles. You know, for example, ray tracing. Ray tracing is not cheap to implement, but, you know, that's something that they can do, and they know if they do it, that's something they can advertise and make more money off the game. But to, in order to do that, they have to spend more money in the short term, which means, eh, $70 price tags. Yeah, that that's fair. I, I think, really, if you want people to not be upset about the $70 price hike, stop these fucking microtransactions day yes. one no yes. more day one dlcs no more fucking b- bullshit cosmetic like microtransactions pay to play especially not day one i mean let's be honest they're not gonna stop but we sh- no, they absolutely should not. but if you it, but if you want people to not be mad about it that's a good way no i'm, I'm okay with an increase in ten dollars if it means the peace of mind for these game developers like, that's who the extra profits should go to, because those are the real heroes, not the CEOs who are like, yeah, we produced this game and made a mint off of it. And then going on saying, we're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> no, it's the people suffering. I would gladly pay an extra $10 to ease the suffering of game developers and that they not get death threats, for God's sakes. Like, are you kidding me? And I'm ki- I'm already kind of over it. Like I know that at the I know that's how they get you is with these ten dollar intervals, and you're just going, eh, what's ten more dollars? And them doing that, you know, multiple times. To- I understand, but I think you do get more value for that money. And I know at the beginning of this, I was trying to justify why you should keep it at sixty. But after thinking about it, it's amazing that it stayed at sixty for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Come to think of it, I don't think any of us want the price to increase from $60, but I think all of us realize that it's just not realistic for it to stay at $60. Not to mention, half of those games go on sale after three months. That's true, too. I'm still going to be picking up those $5 games. Oh, yeah, you can bet on that. In in the case of Nintendo, those games ain't never going on sale. Those games are forever 70 I thought about that with uh, I thought about that with Super Mario 3D World. I was like, dude, I mean, you could wait for a sale, but at best, you'd be able to pick it up for 50 bucks. Hey, Breath of the Wild is on sale right now. You should pick it up. $49.99. What the fuck? Uh, it's $10. It's $10. Yeah, I, I think it's really funny how we were just discussing the, the $10 from 60 to 70 but it's still absolutely obscene for me to pay $50 for a, a reduced yeah, price like, Switch game. Yeah, it's like, what are you game? talking about? You won't spend more than 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you can get a lot of free games on Epic Game Store, actually. Um, oh, dude, yes, yes, I've got it downloaded. They always send me free shit. It's uh, super nice. I got Into the Breach for free, which is the same people who made uh, FTL. Actually, it's an interesting thing to talk about is like how game how quickly games go on sale now. There's almost like um, an early early pay to play tax in that regard, right? Because like you unless it's an absolutely phenomenal game and even when it's an absolute phenomenal game, 
it can go down in price pretty quickly. You can get Control for free right now on the PlayStation Store. The super high quality game, Anthem. Uh, I saw that game on sale for $5 two weeks after it came out. Checkmate, liberals. <laughs> I picked it up for $5 on Black Friday. I still haven't touched it. <laughs> and now they're going to shut down the online servers, so you can't even play the game anymore. Oh. Yeah, they just decided, EA decided that it might not be worth it to try to fix the game because nobody's going to be coming back to play the game. I was going to say, that's like me complaining that the Evolve servers are gone. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm pissed about that. Evolve was fun. I did like it Evolve. Was. But nobody else thought so. <laughs> that's what you get for making a multiplayer only game. People are going to move on to a different multiplayer game and then you have no game. All right, guys, I think we're in agreement on this topic and we're about with our time. Should we head on to the last question? Yeah, this last one should be pretty quick. All right, so you two introduced the other two topics. I want to introduce this one. So let's take a little looky look. Should all multiplayer games be crossplay? Not all of them. Let's fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th this is pretty simple. Uh, shooters, no. We PC gamers are just built different, all right? Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Cut from a different cloth. The, there's certain games where PC, like, playing on a keyboard and mouse gives you a huge advantage, and I think shooters are one of those games. I think if you're going to cross-platform, I would avoid shooters going to PC, but, like, cross-platform with other consoles. That's true. You'll never kill a PC player in COD on a console. See, my mindset was more like make it more about like who's making the game, if that makes sense. Like, don't leave cross platform to the consoles and the PC itself, but rather the developer of the studio. You know, so like, let's say Call of Duty, let's say Infinity Ward makes the latest Call of Duty. They should be the ones who are like monitoring like cross play servers. You know, I don't even think it's a debate of like, should it be a gate, a PC or like a PlayStation thing? I think it should be up to the people who make the game. Um, I think I, the big thing with crossplay is I think uh, it's really cool that it can make your player base bigger and it can help the like the lifespan of a game itself. Like uh, Rocket League, actually, uh, funny enough, Rocket League is crossplay. I've I played Rocket League. It's like Zach was on Nintendo. I was on PC. And I think that plays great with crossplay. That was one of like the first games ever, too. <laughs> it, I think. Yeah, maybe. I, I can't remember. But um, it. You know, everybody can use a controller or there's some freaks that somehow can use a keyboard and mouse to play Rocket League really well. And some people can even use a Guitar Hero guitar. Hell, I saw one person use a uh, Dance Dance Revolution, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like people are really good and like, you know, there's no inherent advantage from like one thing to the next uh, in a game like that. And I think it, it really benefits from something like crossplay where you know you you increase the player base of your game player base of your game is big people are going to keep playing i bet that could have kept evolve alive <laughs> we're, we're not talking about evolve anymore <laughs> i think evolve was beyond saving i'm sorry buddy yeah it was fun for a couple months yeah <laughs> some things just flavor of the month you know like among us i think was cross-platform in the sense that I could play it uh, i don't what did it come out for console i played it with people on on their phones while i was on pc yeah, it's on literally everything. No, I don't think it's on PlayStation. No, it's on Xbox. Is it? Yeah, it's on Xbox. 
Okay, I'm gonna have to look into that later. Uh, whatever. But yeah, you know, there, there's there's a lot of games that could benefit from cross-platform. Just like some ultra-competitive stuff, like a shooter. I don't think necessarily would uh, be a good idea. Okay, now here's the problem with that: is do you ever think if you start bringing the word competition into the debate, Nintendo's gonna play nicely with anybody ever again? That's also fair. Nintendo's pretty buddy-buddy with Microsoft as it is. Yeah, but they can't make an online to save their life. Oh, like, they try can. playing Smash they online. They really can't. It's awful. Nintendo just can't figure it out. They're trying so hard, though. I know they are. I want to tweak the question a little bit, because it sounds like we're kind of in agreement, and there's not a lot of room to talk. What about competitive esports? Should there be an integration of console and PC gamers for games like FIFA or like Madden tournaments where you could play on keyboard and mouse or console and there is no immediate benefit that you could notice? Like there's no hair triggering like in COD for uh, keyboard and mouse because theoretically you put everybody in the same room some people have a preference of using keyboard and mouse. Some people have a preference of using like a game pad. Do you think you could still get away with doing esports like that? I think that sports games have a huge advantage on controller. I'm just the, the directional control you have on a controller is like it, it's better for sports games. That's fair. Try to aim a bow and arrow in Legend of Zelda on PC. You can't oh, do Jesus it. Jesus Christ, I wouldn't dare. You can't do it. For me, it's not even that one has an advantage. It's just that, like, if you're talking about esports, and by the way, I don't give two shits about esports. I really don't. <laughs> but if you, but if you are into esports, then wouldn't you want the most even playing field? You know, as far as like peripherals go, before you actually get into skill. I think you just want the best of the best, like no matter what. I think just to make it fair, you should do it consistently in those regards. That's true, but I guess I'm trying to ask more of an all-inclusive thing. So, like, for for an eSport like Rocket League, it, it you know, Rocket League is just really useful for this question. There are people who play on keyboard and mouse, and there are people who play on controller. I mean, most people play on controller, but there are keyboard and mouse eSport, like, Rocket League players. And it, you know, for, for a game like that, you know, they're just, there's no real competitive edge. It's just whatever you're best on, and if you're, if you're at I think if you're at the top of your game on like a certain like style of playing like keyboard versus mouse or keyboard and mouse versus controller, um, then it's it's fine. But when you start getting into places where advantages go to a controller and like the best controller player is far and above better than the best like keyboard and mouse player or vice versa, I think that's where it starts to be a problem. I mean, that was definitely an interesting question, Czar. It's just haven't thought about it too much but like where it's hard is when you start talking about like competitive edge because i don't like competitive games that much i like my walking simulators my stardew <laughs> valleys my minecrafts and even when i do play things that are more action based i hardly ever play with other people i am obsessed with hades right now if it were multiplayer i would never play with anybody <laughs> they would just slow me down that's honestly true. Like, I'll play Dead Rising 2, which has an online co-op, or I'll play Warhammer Vermintide 2. I will never leave my server open to the public. Ever. <laughs> right, but there is playing with friends, and it's not necessarily competitive on Vermintide, you know? 
Well, I mean, Vermintide isn't competitive because it's completely co-op. Yeah, exactly. It's like Left 4 Dead. I wouldn't necessarily put Vermintide or Left 4 Dead in like a category of competitive. Where that's like one of the things where I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I'm fine with crossplay. Oh, and that's why I brought up Dead Rising too, as well, because that's completely co-op. Yeah, I, I think things like that. It's totally fine to uh, integrate crossplay. It, I think specifically when you have there's competitive edge for one thing or another, that's when you're going to have a problem integrating crossplay and a rankings board. Oh, dude, I I. I value my league of legends rank more than anything else that i <laughs> well, own. yeah but i mean you have to have separate rankings for I'm not like, even high ranking these people of play on console these people play on pc so for the example of rocket league again you know like you could have those ranking boards but they should be console or like platform specific actually i don't even know about that for rocket league um like it's because the the ranking system is just like you know, you, you got your top of the line people who are supersonic legend. You got your grand champ. You got your champ diamond plat. It doesn't matter. But I think for <laughs> for a, for a game like that, it's just the 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 ranking board doesn't need to be separated because you're probably going to be fairly ranked because there's no competitive edge depending on what you're playing on. Okay, that's fair. What about a game like? uh PUBG or Fortnite cuz isn't Fortnite already cross platform? You know what? I'm actually glad you mentioned that because um I really hate cross platform for Fortnite. You know why? <laughs> because it's Fortnite? Yeah, one because it's Fortnite. I did <laughs> I did used to play Fortnite. Okay? Fucking killed me. Boo. Boo. Boo on you. Boo. The one time I played Fortnite, all I did was like I dismantled the entire building and then somebody came and shot me and I was like, this game sucks. <laughs> this game sucks. I'm done. I'm going back to PUBG. Anyways, JP, what were you saying? You're, you, you played Fortnite. Oh, anyway, yeah, crossplay Fortnite. Anybody can access that. And it's very clear who's playing on what because if I shoot at someone and they immediately build a skyscraper in three seconds, PC player. (laughs) If I shoot at somebody and they look around for at least 10 seconds trying to figure out who shot them, little kid on Nintendo Switch. (laughs) And if I shoot at them and they bend over for me, well, that's an Xbox player. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, man. What about the people who are playing games on their phone? I mean, like, what if I shoot at somebody and then they disconnect... That's a person playing on their phone. <laughs> they were never there to begin with. <laughs> no, Xbox people will drop their gun and start to <laughs> assume the position. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then PlayStation people are the kind that get killed and then send you a message about how you're a hacker. <laughs> <laughs> Hacks, bro. I'm going to report your bitch ass. <laughs> but yeah, like for something like PUBG. I think, you know, crossplay probably is really iffy. It, it, so the, uh, PUBG has like, a, I think, a ranked and unranked mode now. And if you're playing in the ranked mode, probably shouldn't be crossplay. If you're playing in the unranked mode and you're just trying to play with your buddies on a separate console, I think it's fine. I have just about time. All right. I think we kind of settled that one. Maybe we should have st- ended with the PC one. <laughs> No, I think it's best that we get the heated debate out first and then kind of cool it down with a couple questions down the line. Yeah, because that was pretty heated to start with. (laughs) Yeah, that was heated. Strangle peaches through my monitor. Throw some hands. What if I told you I was into it? 
<laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised. I've, <laughs> I've seen your likes on Twitter. <laughs> you know, I always wonder what my likes end up end up like showing because I like a lot of like you know stuff from all over the place on Twitter. I wonder what ends up showing on people's timeline. I don't know. Everybody, go follow Chez on <laughs> yeah. Twitter. You'll see all sorts of stuff. He's all the horny on his main. Oh God, who are you, Ted Cruz? Oh, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't get horny on Maine. Come on, that's for my side <laughs> account. Did you guys hear that story about like going to a Ted Cruz? It was like his campaign website, and they went to his likes, and he liked a porn account. Yeah, yo, no, yeah, the, and then he like they tried to play it off as like a staffer did it or something. <laughs> a classic Teddy. Class, that's a classic Ted move. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I think we've settled the debate. All right. Uh, not a debate. No. Oh, yep. Yeah, nope. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. Not a debate. Not a we've debate. answered the question definitively, and there can be no other options. Even though this wasn't a debate, and this is usually a debate thing that I do, you both did a very good job. <laughs> <sighs> you were good, too, I guess. It's a, we gotta remember. We gotta remember one thing. We're here together, damn it, and we are gamers, and we made this podcast because we love games. Yeah, and because we're very opinionated people about those games. Yeah, <laughs> this we have in common, and of course, we can take solace, brethren, because whether you're PC or PS4 or Switch or Xbox, we are not fucking mobile gamers. <laughs> I was just about to say, let's go. <laughs> we're, at least we're not mobile games. And Lipton, where the hell are you at? You thought we forgot. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get this out of the way right now. Fuck Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> no YouTuber, I am not going to check out Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> I may have just killed our best sponsorship chance with, with Raid Shadow Legends. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh no. They they're really into it. They're like, oh, I just want to, I just want to sponsor them more. No publicity is bad publicity. <laughs> yeah, tell me I'm, tell me I'm bad. <laughs> now go on, sell these in-game currency. Go on, sell them. <laughs> I miss Clash of Clans. We we should probably wrap this up. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> so Zara alluded to it either this episode or last episode, but it is Game T's one year anniversary. It is our first birthday. So we've got a special segment that we are doing next week, and we are looking forward to it. It came from our brains, and it's a good idea. Something we thought of that we definitely know what it is. We've definitely figured out what we're doing for that by now. Listen to my yeah, voice. We've, we got it all planned. Everything is done. We had a drawing board party and everything. I'm really, I'm really sick of everybody accusing us of not having it ready. <laughs> we got our shit together. You can't prove otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. So thank you all so much for joining us on another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. And we will see you in the next episode. You just got your Game Tea. Later. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.